Hi everybody, welcome back to Geeked Out. I'm Cody. Today we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons, and unless you live under a rock, I guarantee you, you know what it is, or you know someone who knows what it is. And I'm joined by Cole, who you've met already before. Hello. And today we're joined by the professional herself, who's not talking. Hi. <laughs> you got <laughs> I didn't realize I'd be doing my own introduction. Um, my name's Kat. Awesome. I'm a professional something. She's a professional DM. I should have said that. We're not professional prepared here at all. No, prepared as always. No, I am always prepared. That's what you don't understand. It's all an act. So you're not prepared and you're just acting it. No, no, I'm always prepared, but I'm acting like I'm not prepared. Like I am for every single D&D session. I just Lower pretend. Yeah, always. If if you st- it, look, if I start out this this episode and every episode with expectations low, I can only go up from there. That is true. All right. So <laughs> wow. Um so how long have you guys been playing Dungeons and Dragons? Whoever wants to go first. Professional. How about you? <laughs> Pro cat. Uh, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> uh, for about 12 years now. I came in at fourth edition. All right. I, you, me. I you, came you, in at five. Yeah. You, you've blown me out of the water. <laughs> Uh, I, so, go ahead. I was say I I think you have what like three four years. Yeah, Cody, I have like a year and a half longer than you. So when I so you're mean to tell me so so for everyone listening, I play in Cole's game that we we play together on Fridays. He's the DM. So you mean to tell me that when I joined, you'd only been playing for like a year? Yes. Well, you could have fucking fooled me. I am very good at that. <laughs> But 12 years, man. 12 years. I did take a break in there for a while. Um, it's it's really weird because now I play so much 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. I did not like it when it came out. The first 5e campaign I played in, I stopped and was like, never again, 4e for life. <laughs> uh, and I, I quit playing Dungeons & Dragons when my 4e campaign fell apart. I thought, you know, I'm I'm never gonna find a 5e campaign that I like as much. I, I didn't play for a few years, but I got back into fifth edition, and I'm glad I did because all of the problems that I had seem really kind of stupid now. <laughs> I mean, it's a the thing with any new edition, right? It just comes out. You look at it and just go, "I'm so used to this. Why are we doing this? This is clearly worse than what we had before." It was such a rough transition, especially because I play a lot of spellcasters. I'm always the caster in the group, and the casting system for 5e was very counterintuitive to me. didn't like it at all. <laughs> but I, I'm back, and I've been playing 5e um, pretty regularly for the last, like, two and a half years now. Nice. What, what's your favorite class? Um... My favorite class, I wizards. I like wizards still are the best. Rogues are really close though. If I'm gonna not play a caster, I'm gonna play a rogue. Just that sneak attack all day. Yeah, 
sneak attack is so rogue assassins busted can do all kinds of cool stuff just combine that with like a champion fighter and just higher the crit chance the more damage well i guess if you crit the first turn yeah you just do automatic max damage don't you I gotta start playing more rogues. What about you, uh, favorite class? Me? <sighs> that is a loaded question. Because <laughs> I'll literally play anything. <laughs> I like I I have like I'll just like kind of chameleon myself to whatever the party needs sometimes, or I just meme it. It it changes every other day. It does not. I just I'm very indecisive. <laughs> Cole, what's your favorite <laughs> class? Forever uh, DM. Oh, I, ow, that hurts. <laughs> Why'd you have to say that? You're not going to put me in a corner, all right? I'm going to come for you. Uh, I haven't got her favor would probably be Monk, actually. So, fun fact, it's funny that you said Monk. Cat. Uh, he actually banned the Dragon Monk from his game. I did. It's stupid, <laughs> and it deserves to be banned. <laughs> Let me change my damage type every single punch. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder, fire, lightning, acid, cold, fire again. And it's like, why? I just I just imagine like if you could put it into like a computer simulation, just the <laughs> the amount that the the NPC would just be like, please stop. Just stop, please. Easy. It's called the reaction of the DM as they just systematically choose everything to destroy <laughs> whatever you throw at them. I've created this monster and I haven't told them anything about it. And it's, oh, they found every vulnerability it could possibly have in one turn. <laughs> but isn't that the glory of 5e? It seems like the, the easiest to homebrew other than like 3.5. I would say 5e is way easier i'm not a math person but i will say that 5e is a lot easier to homebrew than 3.5 there was nothing you could put into 3.5 that you didn't have to get like complex equations and graph paper and show your work for <laughs> so <laughs> gotta, have, you gotta have your parents permission you gotta sign the sign yeah. the field trip form to get 3.5 going same time like i I keep seeing things just being added for 3.5 even now. I I've, don't see it for anything else besides 5e, which is still currently going. Have you played 3.5, Cole? Like, I like want when to. You, like when you like, started, just, did you start with 5e? Yeah, I did start with 5e, and I want to play 3.5, but I'm kind of scared to at this point because <laughs> I just keep seeing everything getting added to it, and I just, I'm looking at it going, I. I already know I'm going to mess this up and I'm just going to be the useless potato sack off in the corner, just getting beat on by like three goblins that just decided to wreck my day. <laughs> and I don't know how to counteract spears or anything because there's 30 different variant rules for spears, which seems ridiculous. It's either I'm going to, what I don't understand is how come spears don't have reach? Like, honestly, they should. Yeah, wait, they don't No. Spears don't have reach. They have five foot reach. Yeah. There is like a lot of things with 5e where I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't it have this? Like the same, like, like I said with the spear, why, why wouldn't I have a 10 foot reach? 
A spear is like six feet. I guess you should, but my main question was always the improvised weapons, which make no sense because a bottle is definitely not going to do anywhere near the amount of damage that a goblin's corpse will when I smack (laughs) you upside the head with it. Uh, didn't know okay so a bottle is gonna be like more precise whereas a goblin if you just swing it around yeah i think if you have a broken bottle it should at least like have like maybe like a bleed effect if you hit it but like a goblin yeah that should be like a d12 of bludgeoning damage plus it it should be something like that instead of like i think it's like a 1d4 for everything and then it's damage type to dm's discretion and they give damage to dm's discretion there, period there needs there does need to be a better damage system to that you know i'll write gary sure. gygax myself okay <laughs> i'd be surprised if you got an answer back but hopefully you do i'm sure he has a twitter don't like does he have a twitter I, do we know cat does he have I'm a twitter certain he's i'm fairly certain he's dead uh, shit is he is gary gygax dead yeah he is what? No, what? No way! Hold on, let me get to the bottom of this. Gary. Anyway. No, I, I typed in "gay guy gags." I'm sorry. Actually, I got a question for the DM, the other wow. DM, the the professional one. Have you used the? Uh, I don't remember what the rule set is, but it's a a non permanent DM gaming system that's uh, detailed in like the DMG. Yeah, I uh, I have not DM'd in a non-permanent DM system, but I have played at, like, I have a player in a campaign that's used that system. And it's frustrating sometimes. Uh, I, that's the thing, is that I think you always kind of like one DM best, and so rotating through can be kind of annoying. Okay, I did actually look it up. It was the, uh, it was the plot point system that they have in there where like everyone gets a single plot point and they get to change either the dm story or you could just use your plot point and take over if you're just want to mess someone's day up yeah it's (laughs) definitely i i think it's one of those things it, it works a lot better in the book than it has ever worked for me at the table it, it always just gets like kind of jumbled up and people lose interest after you know i i think the longest one i ever played was like three sessions it just all of them were confusing too uh, many things happen too quickly so gary gygax died yeah. march 4th 2008 oh okay so, so he's been dead a while and <laughs> i feel like an idiot <laughs> okay <laughs> um so i have like uh, so i've narrowed it down to two favorite classes it's cleric cleric oh. and warlock no you're gonna fight the th- you know what Let's throw hands you know what you make hey. a cleric or i'll make a cleric you make a wizard and i will <laughs> personally just mess your day up that's why I hate clerics. Clerics are so stupid overpowered in 5e. It's like you can't... You would have to actively try to make a cleric that's bad enough that you would have a challenge 
in fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, as know. someone, <laughs> I managed to make I'm nature like, cleric. Because I run a lot of. That's the thing. No. You can make an anything cleric viable because clerics are just, they're so stupid overpowered in five e. Like I, you can make anything. You anything would be feasible as a cleric. I a curse of Strahd. I run curse of Strahd like five times a week, and just even balancing like basic player's handbook clerics for that campaign makes. Uh, like, I spend hours and hours and hours rebalancing the campaign just so that a cleric can't one-shot, like, some of my dungeons. <laughs> Allow me to Guardian of Nature. Guardians. Let me Spirit Guardian, Guardian of Nature, just... and then every turn I'm going to do a fifth level Inflict Wounds? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why should you... Also, why do clerics get Inflict Wounds? Clerics get more necromancy spells than necromancers in 5th edition. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hate it. But I love it. I love being a cleric. But in real was, life, in real I, life, I wouldn't go near a cleric. I'm more of a bard. <laughs> like in the game, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play a bard. I'm just going to be a cleric. See, in like fourth edition, I was always the person that got, because I'm very much the player at the table. I'm, I'm the last to choose my class. I play what people need. Um, and for the longest time in 4th edition, that was clerics. I was almost always the cleric. And I, I grew to kind of like the class and fun things that they could do. And so I... Cleric is, like, I think maybe the only class I've never played in 5th edition. I just... It's so... Like, where's the challenge as a cleric? Uh, not it's pissing not off there. your god. <laughs> <laughs> But that's easy. But, yeah, which is well, like, part. it's not like you're a paladin. You don't take an oath. Like, literally, clerics get their power from fangirling hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just fangirl hard enough, you get magic powers. Whereas paladins, like, say, you're, you're, like, technically, like, working for your deity. I have a player right now in, actually, in the session that I'm usually in right now. I'm I'm usually working right about... 8.30 on Thursdays, but I had to cancel a session this week. And, um, I have a cleric who has been reflavored as a field medic. And oh. he's very interesting. I He has, like, a good challenge rating, I feel like. My field medic cleric. How do you... <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect class to do it. Yeah. The only thing I would add is, like, it, it, another thing is I love multi-classing. I always try to look like what's a good combo and like a healer. It's like, you just take two levels of life cleric and then go druid and just get like, you just like double your healing constantly almost. Well, while we're talking about druids, I think one of the most overpowered things that a lot of people just don't think about, why does wild shape come back after a short rest? You can just be a bear like four times a day. <laughs> that that's that's why it comes back after a short rest. Who yeah. wouldn't want to be a bear? <laughs> you know how often I fantasize about just being a bear and just <laughs> shitting in the woods. Do, do you know like how more, much more difficult I have to make encounters for an entire party because we have one druid and I know I'm gonna have to burn through like an extra two hundred HP a day <laughs> if I let them take a short <laughs> rest in a dungeon like. <laughs> Hey, we're going to take a short rest here. Uh, and all of a sudden, there's a swarm of goblins. 
for initiative. <laughs> Don't take hit dice. I'm I'm always like really quick whenever I have a druid in a campaign. It's everyone asks me now before they take hit dice because they know I might not let them get the short rest. I do like the uh, the circle of spores druid where you get the symbiotic entity and you just add necrotic damage to every attack. I've been wanting to play a circle of spores druid. I got to do one, Cole. Tell him how that went. Oh, that was a fantastic session. We yeah. killed off two of your characters, yep. sent another one to the Celestial Plane, uh-huh. because you weren't supposed to be in the campaign anymore. Nope. Next fuck, or Three fucking days later, I get a text from him. It's like, hey, I was wrong. I'm allowed to play. I, I can still play if we switch <laughs> it to Fridays. And I was like, you... F- Why? <laughs> and then I'm, I We walk... just killed everyone. And then I just... Why the hell are you doing this to me? I just walk back in with my big old sombrero on going, uh, adios partner and i just roll some more dice i uh, forgot i left my car keys just in that bowl and i'm gonna stay a bit longer by the way so like my car is snowed in so i'm here for the long haul gentlemen just wait till you see the character i've been working on cole uh is it is it still just me or no, remember, remember you let me free March up a, seven. Yeah, no, I free, I freed up. Remember, I freed up a slot for my. Yeah, we do character I, slots because yeah, some of us. I got I got to, really tired of you making new characters. I wasn't the only one though. Zach does it too. No, you're right. Zach did do it too. So did Cody for a while. Other Cody, who has, well, I guess, was on an episode with us, but I had to take yeah. it down. But and anyway. then there's Josh, who never did. And I, I'm and so, gonna kill Havel. So, so Cat, we have one guy who this is the only game he's ever played in. He still has the same character he made four years ago. <laughs> he hasn't I'm died. Determ- I'm determined to kill this character, but they 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 do everything they can to keep him alive. We we have made it a point that he will live through everything, and it also helps that he's a half orc, path of the zealot barbarian so he and, just even when he dies he can't die and he <laughs> plays it like a fucking coward he he does but he also does some of the dumbest shit like if i could write little articles about dumb shit that's happened he would be the source material for the majority of it okay professional dm here's an encounter for you that this player did uh so you see two dudes arming a bomb you have another player Bomb's got a timer on it for three minutes. As soon as you run up, these two dudes off themselves so you can't get any information. What do you do? I just, I have blow up the whole room. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> your first thought. It's weird being on this side. <laughs> well, I'm usually the one choice... with the bomb. Self-destructing. <laughs> so, You're... hold on. I'd like to also point out that the other player's character that was next to him was a rogue who had oh, yeah. was had very high like sleight of hand. He could probably have disarmed the bomb handedly. All he had yeah. to do was hold his action, and that player's turn was next. Yeah, that's, that's all not it was, what happened. But no, the the action was, I'm going to kick the bomb into the air, so it's <laughs> away from us. <laughs> oh, that's good. Meanwhile, my so character after, was literally rounding the corner. Yeah, I so was also about, literally rounding the corner. About five minutes of "Are you sure you want to do this?" We let him kick the bomb. He killed himself and the other player. 
Well, he didn't kill himself. He was fine. No, he he was fine due to it, he raged what, first. He went out of house. rage first. That's right. The other player was down. He did kill the other player. Yeah, the other player died. I went to, from like three quarters health to a quarter health, just because I was in I was in the splash zone. We didn't even we didn't even first like, off, that, shit, that, that encounter. We didn't even succeed. Like we didn't no, even like accomplish you, the mission. You were doing well until he kicked the bomb. He literally did the single trigger that was like an instant fail. He he has a habit of doing as that. A first I, I almost I almost want to send him to you, Cat, <laughs> just so you can just let the magic happen. Need to send him to some of my I I run two groups a day, and uh, both of them on Tuesday just are very chaos heavy. <laughs> both of my Tuesday groups just uh, don't like letting me have plans for a session. If I give them any kind of chance to derail something, will. I, I think this player Josh does that, but it's not intentional. No, he just—it's <laughs> by pure accident. He is—he is a beautiful accident, and he just—he never stops. He doesn't even know that he's doing it. He is just—I'd also like to point out that his character is oh, yeah. a god to himself. Yes. <laughs> It, do you do you have his whole name? He you should his entire name takes up like a quarter of the screen. It's Lord Wizard Havel or Lord Wizard Havel the Rock Johnson Cannonball or of God Cannonball. of Cannonball Vengeance or something along. Those I'm pretty. Lines. I, hold on, I think I have it over here somewhere. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, he's a lord now because I gave him land. <laughs> I'm like a dummy. He's Lord Wizard Havel. Dwayne the Rock Johnson of Cannonball Vengeance and Bad Ideas. That's it. And the Cannonball Vengeance came in because we were fighting some pirates and he thought, I got to get over to that ship. I could grab this rope, but that's not what he did. He decided to put himself in a cannon and fire himself into the other ship. <laughs> he succeeded. Way to do it. He succeeded. What was it? What was, what was the most recent thing was just he. He had a backup character for because Dwayne got captured. So backup character character got brought in. His entire quest is to find his first character. And <laughs> multiple sessions of this character searching and they finally meet. And it's he had no plan. There was no plan for this. <laughs> he expected his second character to die, so he never came up with one. He never truly came up with a backstory. The backstory was this guy's whole purpose of existence is finding his first character. My first character. <laughs> Nothing else. Then again, I remember when we all had, we all got character wiped except for him. We all made characters specifically to keep him going. They did their job. They saved him. Yeah. I'm the big bad enemy guy. Yeah. Cat, do you have any? Uh... Funny stories of players being chaotic for no reason. Oh, yeah. Um, he's probably... Uh, one day, he's going to listen to this, and he's going to know immediately that I'm talking about him. Um, <laughs> I had a character... Uh, I had a player come in for one of my Out of the Abyss campaigns, uh, which is a chaotic module, anyway. 
uh, it, it kind of attracts chaos. And I try to encourage that as much as possible. But I, I had one guy who came in, he wanted to play a warlock, uh, who believed that he was a paladin. Uh, and then he also <laughs> did not choose a patron. He wanted me, because uh, part of his backstory was that he entered into an ominous agreement to escape death with a patron who was lying to him about who they were. Uh, so he let me choose his patron. He didn't want to know who it was. Um, and he he believed he was a paladin who just happened to have Eldritch Blast for like the first five levels of a campaign. And because it, uh, the only thing was that, you know, it was a fiend pact. He, he wanted to have like a fiend patron. I gave him a boy as a patron because uh, <laughs> that she'd come up in the campaign and he made it a surprisingly long time before he realized but <laughs> it was uh he got into a bunch of stuff and and it was his first character uh so his stats were not optimal and he should have died so many times <laughs> where it was just like nat 20 on death save or <laughs> you know like um or like he would just get he'd get knocked out stabilize and then but he would have like fallen off of a cliff he would have like jumped to get away from something gone down to falling damage he'd be in a trench <laughs> just like out of sight and then he'd stabilize and then people could like go pick him up later and it was like there's no way he should have made it as far as he did in that campaign and the one encounter i was like i was so excited because i'd been doing so much build up with him for like the last six months for him to finally meet his patron they had one big fight in between him and seeing his patron in the flesh for the first time and i was so excited for it and he died that session no um, trying to save an npc and i just like i was so mad there <laughs> Then, you know, everyone's like, well, don't feel bad about it, because it's amazing he made it this long, and it's like, you don't understand. <laughs> He'll never know now. <laughs> like, He'll never know. Almost so there. much build-up. <laughs> um, we were like two sessions away. <laughs> I, I always have a habit of playing the character who thinks they're the good guy, but they're just an asshole. Like, my, my, my second character ever, Finn who I actually had original artwork done for because I loved him that much was absolutely the most chaotic person on our team. Like five times. <laughs> Cole tried to kill me so often. Like the game was harder because of how good Finn was. <laughs> like, I had like a, tw by the time we were level six, I had a 20 in Dex and wisdom. He was a monk. He was a monk fighter, and I already had a 20 in both dex and wisdom. <laughs> just, <laughs> I would just action surge as often as possible. It didn't matter if I was fighting an enemy or my friend. <laughs> he had one mode. How often were was... you fighting friends? <laughs> there, every, there were every a other few session? moments of, like, every other session? PvP. Yeah. Several players, or several player characters tried to kill him. Never worked. So, uh... <laughs> on a speaking stone, I decided, you know what? I got a bunch of bravado as this character. He would do this right here. So literally I'm on the speaking stone in game with like the, the big bad of the entire campaign, like Mr. One shot. Yeah. 
And I was like, you know what? You're a yeah. pussy. Why don't you come fight me? And then he tapped me on the shoulder. He teleported <laughs> and tapped me on the shoulder. So I immediately attacked him. I did damage. And that was the death I did of damage. That's the one thing he told me is that, yeah, no, you did damage. You pissed off the big bad guy. So then I got punched out of existence, brought back, punched again out of existence, brought back, punched again out of existence. Uh, so I did the only smart thing when uh, the revived rogue came out or the uh, like revived like class or like race. I brought him back. <laughs> Now he's like a hollow. He's like, he's a revenant now. <laughs> what makes it worse is I don't have control of him. No, Cole you does. do not. For very good reasons. <laughs> I learned how to min-max very early in my D&D career. So I don't get to... I don't get to play in a lot of campaigns, and the, the few that I've been in since I started DMing, um, like, people have been really worried about me min-maxing, and I'm the worst player. Like, I, <laughs> I, it, that's literally nothing that my DMs ever have to worry about. We had, um, was in, I had to drop it because my schedule shifted, but I was very briefly in a Tomb of Annihilation game weekends, and the DM was like, he he said that it was an option to roll for stats, and I was like, I would like to do that. And he was like, you? And I was like, yeah. Please, thanks. I, <laughs> I would I like to play a wild stats. magic barbarian, no. and I don't care how bad my stats are, please. And he's like, alright. Just a 12 and everything. I, I, I am right there with you. I prefer rolling stats over everything else. <laughs> um. So I gotta I ask, just... what's the, like, What's like your quickest ratio from going character to character without just like subbing in and out like you died, had to make another character? Like what's like the quickest that, that that's ever happened? With me as a player? Mm-hmm. Because I'll, I'll play characters until they die. Um, so I've had uh, characters, my 4E, like the character that I came in with, I played with her across multiple campaigns for like six years. Then, I like, I didn't retire her. People just got really sick of 4th edition. <laughs> oh. So she's still there, just stuck in limbo? <laughs> she still exists. <laughs> she still exists. <laughs> um, no, but I'll, I'll play characters. For, I, I have to really actively dislike playing a character before I will throw the towel in and be like, no. Because worst case scenario, I can always, you know, like self-sacrifice or, or do something stupid and you know get a character killed but the characters that i have um i usually play for like at least a couple years cole uh so here's the thing i've only had one character die because the uh main person that i've actually am able to play a character with my brother likes to kind of switch out sessions every now and then. Hmm. So it'll just end. So I've only actually had one character die, but not for a lack of trying. <laughs> like you tried to live but died, or you tried to die and died? Uh, I've tried to die, specifically in Curse of Strahd. Because <laughs> I, I, I made a College of Whisper Bard, and... His main flaw was he speaks the truth. If you ask him a question, he's just going to tell you the truth. He finds it to be the simplest way. Just get it out there. 
and it just slowly caused a bunch of chaos and I was like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and try picking a fight with Strahd. <laughs> and then kind of like with Havel, my my party would not let me die. And so he made it all the way to the end of Strahd. And then died? No, he lived. Oh, I thought that was the punchline is that he died. No, he lived. <laughs> Only one character died. Um, and that was the Cthulhu worshiper. <laughs> Well, he deserved Hail. it, damn it. Hail Cthulhu. Praise be his name. Uh, <laughs> Hail Cthulhu. He I, will save us all from ourselves. I, I think I know your answer, Cody. Go ahead. <laughs> I have lost quite a few characters. Um, Cole's killed two of them. Yes. You killed Finn. And <laughs> I made a Mark Wahlberg character. I died as quickly as I could. <laughs> I killed him off as quickly as I could. I named him like Mark Wick or like something like Mark Wickburger because he was a ranger and I literally just like photoshopped a piece of like hide armor onto a picture of Mark Wahlberg. Oh. <laughs> and though, so hey, it's me. It's Mark Wahlberg. I'm here. Look, I got a gun. Okay. Jeez. Come on he down. Was, Why don't you least... buy a new Chevy? It's I right here. He was better than Tug. Doug is still alive. <laughs> Doug is technically still alive. Doug is the emissary of but life, sir. Everyone hated him. So much. I'm, I'm, I managed to get a character where I rolled poor enough that I had a five. So I put a five in intelligence. <laughs> and he was raised by a group of possums. Oh. <laughs> he decided, because one of the characters looked cold while they were sleeping, I'm going to produce flame underneath his mattress to keep him warm. <laughs> this was the uh, <laughs> the barbarian, a different barbarian, a dwarven barbarian, Path of the Berserker. Uh, he didn't yeah. take too kindly to that. In a in a different game, not in Cole's game, with a buddy I have in Romania, um, I actually lost three characters in six sessions. <laughs> That's a I. This last week, um, I have a player who's in multiple campaigns that I run, and he almost died on, like, this giant cliffhanger that we had on Saturday. He came in for the Sunday game. He was giving me a really tough time about <laughs> not letting him know whether he was alive or dead. He, he, he died in Sunday, and I was like, no, I feel so awful. <laughs> and then we got around to Saturday again. Uh, he survived that encounter but then we left on another cliffhanger that week because they're fighting a dragon and i was like mm, not much i can do about that like it's time to call the session guys uh, and then the next sunday he brought in his new character he was up for like 30 minutes and then the cleric was like hey what if we uh what if we taunted this entire room full of revenants I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but the guy's like new character was right in the center of that room, so he just got annihilated like before the combat even started. And I was like, thanks for coming to another one of my campaigns. He like he was rolling death saves across like four sessions just with me that week, and I felt so terrible. <laughs> Damn. Give him an item. Just make him feel better. 
Uh, you know, just like here's an alchemy your next jug. character comes in with like an alchemy jug and nice armor, and I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. And then he dies again. <laughs> then he'll just die again. So, That's what they they need to get out of the revenant room before I let him even bring in a new character because I'm so scared it's going to be a TPK. That's when you bring in a new character to save them all. <laughs> um, so actually the, the three character sweep, the first one, I was a wild magic sorcerer that I named Meep, who was literally just Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> so the whole time I'm just going, meow, 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 the entire time, everybody loved him. Like everybody fucking loved him. I wild magic got turned into a potted plant and a zombie crit hitting the potted plant. So there's two death saves. So I come out of it. I'm back into the body, but I'm down two death saves. And then the zombie hit me again. So he's dead. Next character was a gunslinger. He got friendly fired with a thunder wave and died. And then the other one was a monk who died to asphyxiation, the poison. There what was it. Speaking of thunder wave, there was a, one of the players that's going to be on the uh, our, thing coming up, Cody. Our campaign, yes. Our campaign that yeah, everybody can campaign. listen to here at Geeked Out. Yes. Uh, he has a history with Thunder Wave. Are we talking about Spe- Donovan? We are talking about Donovan. Specifically, he only he only did Thunder Wave in small corridors <laughs> when he was leading the charge. And was five feet or less away from allies. <laughs> Remind me again while he asked him to be a part of this. I'm just kidding, Donnie. I love you. I because he's actually going to be. So, <laughs> if you want entertainment, just generally, yeah, he'll so, be good for it. <laughs> so a little peek behind the curtain, cat. Uh, we all accidentally, without talking to each other, made amphibious characters. <laughs> One is a That's lizard good. folk, one is a turtle, and I am a triton. We all have amphibiousness. Like, granted, I, I'm fully amphibious and they can just hold their breath, but it's the fact that if we get to water combat, it's on. You guys are golden. Yeah. I almost played got- a grung. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to make a grung so bad. Cat, do you know what a grung is? A oh, yeah. I, I Yes. Cat, do you know what a grung is? Yeah, I've never had one in a campaign. Well, I just—I I was going to be one who walked around with a pot of water, and because every hour you have to wet yourself. Like if he like needed to get to that moment, he would just pull out like a little cooking pot, fill it with some water in the middle of combat, and then dump it on <laughs> himself. That was my plan. I can't can imagine uh the other players you know you're in a combat and then you just start dumping water on yourself and everyone's like what sorry everyone i uh, getting a little dry skin here <laughs> but there's uh, a pirate there's a pirate themed campaign I'm, or a pirate themed campaign i'm part of and it's there's a grung on there but he he can speak like seven languages Except common. Except common. Yes. <laughs> I want to learn growing it. I think it would be a beautiful language. Uh, 
I guess question for me again. Okay. Is just what is the weirdest death you've seen, Cat? Um so I had I and I think the timing made it weirder than it would have been normally. But I had a session that started out uh Curse of Strahd spoilers. I don't know if you guys do like spoiler alerts or anything. Um okay. But I had a session that started off, uh, they make a deal at the Abbey of St. Markovia with the abbot. Uh, they give him the dress for the three resurrections. They leave, they're feeling really good, they're feeling really powerful, they have holy water for the first time, they're doing great, they're like seventh level. And, uh, they made it to Richten's Tower, the next stop, and our wizard got one shot by the alchemist fire trap <laughs> just like dead not no death saves no nothing just flat out dead and i was like oh no <laughs> um so then we had to like backtrack we had to take them back to the abbey they left that morning and then they came back that night and they're like hey one of us died to a door <laughs> like can you resurrect him, please? You please? Can we use a resurrection now? <laughs> like an hour and a half into a three-hour session, they're at the Abbey again. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I think weirdest death for me was probably my Meep character. Just potted plant dying in the first session. Like, literally, we were 20 minutes into the first session. And just, boop, dead. I'm like, Fuck. So, like, I'm not doing anything the rest of the session. Like, by the time I got my character done, it was the end of the session. And then it was, all of a sudden, you see a cowboy walk over a ridge. <laughs> just just to know, two sessions later, he's going to die. There are campaigns where I tell people to just have a backup ready. Just at all times. <laughs> there are I, definitely some where you just need it. Yeah. yeah. I already have a backup ready for our uh, main campaign we're going to be running here. I haven't decided what he's going to be, but I mean, the character sheet is there. It has no name, no class, no race, but it's there. So can I ask about that campaign? Uh, are you guys homebrewing? Are you doing a module? Like what? It is, it is a homebrew. Yes, it is homebrew. The main or the only major difference, which I guess is a big one, is it's going to be run where there are no gods. That's exciting. Just like in real life. I'm kidding. <laughs> and it's the way like class abilities and all that is treated is more or less like mutant powers sounds interesting where it's just there's magical energy in the air and it's it's just how your body interprets it uh, there's it, magic in the air yeah. also I figured a better analogy than Mad Max for the technological level Breath of the Wild. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I like that. Spicy. Um, so, Kat, you did mention in a message to me you wanted to talk about some of the rules of 5e. Yeah. Go ahead. Slander. I slander them. <laughs> uh, there are some... I, I don't even remember what the message was about, because I... Cause I Chances are I sent it right after I was, uh, I, I have a couple rules lawyers that get on my case and I get Ugh. very agitated. After I got a story about that I when you're done. I have to talk to one of them. 
<laughs> so that's probably I don't even remember what was going through my mind at the time. Uh, but I do get really frustrated. There are some things that just don't make a ton of sense to me in fifth edition. And some of them I've come around on. Like the spell slot system uh, seems very convoluted after playing fourth edition. It's more versatile. Like I understand why it is as complex <clears throat> as it is, but it's also a lot. Like, because you, you have like how many slots you can use, you have to prepare them. You, you, it's different than the number of spells that you know and are all the scribing rules. And it's just being a wizard in fifth edition. It's complicated, so then it has to be. But but I came around to it, you know. And then there's some stuff that just I think is really, really stupid. <laughs> and like, um, one it it sounds really dumb, but the one that has been getting me a lot lately, and, and some of them are campaign specific. Destroy undead just drives me up the wall because it's like I. I play a lot of Curse of Strahd, and just the fact that you can just, like, one-shot... I, I already think Turn Undead is maybe too powerful. It's one of the reasons I don't like clerics. Um, You, you have Turn Undead, and then it, it scales up, so, you know, at higher and higher levels, you can just auto-kill the things that fail to save. And the one that gets me is because you're playing in... Because if you're running Amber Temple, you know, characters are... They should be right around ninth level. I've had characters get there too early and back down and characters that have gone in too early and TPK'd in the Amber Temple. But like if you're playing it at like ninth and I had one group get there at 10th level and I'm throwing things that are like a CR1 at you, if, if I had like a mob <laughs> of CR1 specters, maybe they're there for a reason and I don't want them all one shot. Like <laughs> I get so tired of destroy undead drives me up the wall and it just it doesn't make a ton of sense to me um and i and like i already complained about wild shape being returning on a short rest seems too good <laughs> oh no i'm falling uh, i better turn into a bird better be a bird real fast <laughs> yeah and then like um i think maybe one of the things that i probably wanted to complain about earlier was tasha's yeah, you ben, did bring up wanting to talk about the new, the newest book out, uh, Tasha's uh, Cauldron of Everything. Cauldron of Everything, yeah. I like some of the um, stuff, but then I also dislike some of the stuff. Like I like I the really love. I like the origin the features, concepts, you know. And really, just hate other things about Tasha's. I I had the worst. I woke up on the day that Tasha's came out. My copy had not been delivered yet. And I had, like, a hundred messages from people wanting to reroll characters. And that was, like, the worst day of work that I've had at this job was the day that Tasha's came out. Like, oh, my God. I, I can't even look at the rules yet. The book's not here, guys. I will say uh, that I like how they changed up the Ranger. I think it makes it better. Because, in my opinion, Ranger was, like, the worst class in 5e. It was, but it's still not the best version it's, we've it's, seen, in my opinion. No, it's not. But definitely with the new features, it seems it seems much more just. It, I guess, it's viable definitely more viable and less like specific. Like the the favored terrain, I always hated because it's like, what's the point if we're going to change terrain? 
all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not it, mountains forever. You know what I mean? No. Something that bothers me about Tasha's, because I, I agree that 5e Rangers needed some love. I like that Tasha's kind of helped out there. But I think the flavor for Rangers got worse. They swapped out. I don't remember which one's which. I should. Um, They, they did the favored foe, favored enemies thing. Yeah. yeah. You can, like... And it... It's good. It helps a ranger out, and I think that mechanically, you know, the rangers needed a little bit of help. But it's well, flavor perspective. It's like there's something really powerful about having like one kind of enemy that you do extra damage to, as opposed to just like, oh, I'm assigning this kind of enemy yeah. now because it's convenient. I will say know? I hate that it doesn't scale later. Like it's always just a one d six, which is like it's yeah. fine. But like if I'm level fourteen, you couldn't make it like a d eight. You know what I mean? Like. But then I guess like the bonus damage that every class gets once per turn, which to me was, I absolutely hate that I can only do this extra damage like once per turn. I have two attacks. Why Why can't I do it on both? It's just because if I'm at level 14, why not? There's a there's a cleric over there doing 2d8 radiant damage every turn. There's every single hit that the paladin does is 3d8. So why can't I do my extra d6 every 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 hit? Then it's very bad for DMs because, and I really appreciate that they make such a point in Tasha's to say like all of this stuff is optional. But you know, players aren't going to listen to that. They're going to want to take stuff from Tasha's. Yes, it, it's inevitable, and it, it makes sense because Tasha's I think is going to be ultimately. I think it's the beginning of the end of Fifth Edition because. If you use alternate Tasha's rules, which you have an incentive to do, they're new, they're shiny, they're better for some classes, like, there are some problems that get fixed, eventually, like, the custom lineage is hands down better than any lineage that you can take from PHB. Yeah, it's 100%. Game is making itself obsolete with Tasha's, and eventually it's going to come down to a point where, like, because... If you use the Tasha's rules, it undoes so much core rule mechanics that it, it's eventually just like people are going to, ta it's going to become less of an optional thing and more of the new standard. And then from there, you know, it, it, like the, at that point, it should have just been a new edition. Should have just been, yeah, 5.5 or 6th <laughs> edition. Yeah. It's, and then there's some stuff too, like the. It's hard for DMs because some of the things are optional and um, some of them like swap out other features like rogues get steady aim if you use the Tasha's rule that they don't have to swap it for anything. One that makes me really mad is monks get four features. Let's get like four yeah. class features on top of the four things monks already do. Those aren't substitutions. <laughs> That's eight circumstantial things that monks can do that now not only does the monk have to keep track of, but the DM has to be aware, like, oh yeah, not only can you reflect missiles and slow fall when you need to, but you can use key points for, like, improved aim or whatever it is, and it's just like, that's eight little things that you have to be able to keep track of and it, it it doesn't seem like a lot i don't think any of them are overpowered but it's just it's so much yeah i think my you favorite know? thing that's come out of tasha's is the unarmed fighting style like now you can finally be an unarmed fighter who's not a monk and still feel pretty powerful 
I that's like cool. It. One of my least favorite things to come out though was also a fighting style. I think blind fighting is ridiculous. It's dumb. <laughs> oh, you haven't you haven't heard what I planned on doing one time. I actually <laughs> sat down and figured out how to make a blind character and it would work. Like literally you take blind fighting and alert and you just you just play like a normal you just if anyone's within 10 feet of you, you know they're there no matter what. Just non-stop raged mobs. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> Where? Well, I mean, as soon as like, <laughs> there and, and if will I never be close well, to if, combat again. If I double into monk with blind fighting and alert, then when it, when an arrow comes within ten feet of me, I can deflect it. Deflect it, yeah. <laughs> so your your range is now obsolete. Ah, uh, but we're just gonna go ahead and use Alexandria guns. Can't deflect a bullet now, can you? No, but I can hold a shield. <laughs> Any more bright ideas, DM? Please don't, uh, kill, please don't kill my fighting. character. <laughs> Banding <laughs> blind fighting. Imagine if I had a blind fighting dragon monk. I, I for that? out of the abyss. I banned Can blind I? fighting because I had uh, Tasha's came out. I had a bunch of groups uh, like right around a Dwergar city, and the whole the only good thing about Dwergar is that they can be invisible. And everyone asked me if they could take blind fighting, and I was just like, mm, no, can't. <laughs> that's when you play actually. A, that's when you play a fear bog, and you also go invisible. <laughs> I do like that the origin for character creation was like if I want to make a a uh, centaur wizard i can change one of his things to give me a boost to intelligence because it would make sense because the character wasn't raised in the woods he was raised in the towers of fucking moldy wart hogwarts i, mean, I want to say hogwarts because it's copyrighted i i like that but i think the main issue i would have with tasha's is just they missed an opportunity to truly make ability score improvements like actually worthwhile yeah because I, I feel like an easier choice and it would have had to have been a new edition is instead of tying it to characters just tie it to the class that would make a lot more sense it yeah instead of just going races just tie it to the class any race can now be any class and it's still immediately viable without any changes or anything else makes sense to me i mean uh, so i actually did play first edition a few years before i started with you cole on fifth edition yeah. i played with one of my friends we played first edition and i actually liked uh that some classes got negative modifiers it made you kind of yeah. it made you kind of think a little more about how to make your character work and like how to play yeah. him properly based based on what you wanted to build like i was a halfling rogue so obviously, like the minus two to strength, like yeah, that sucks. But when am I going to be like trying to lift a boulder? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so and and that's something that bothers me about Tasha's because I really like the custom lineages in theory. I I really like that they leave rules for making those kinds of changes and adapting, but it penalizes characters that are willing to like take the sacrifices for flavors. Yeah. Now they're just going to be, there was already a struggle there, and I think it was a really creative, worthwhile struggle if you wanted to play a race in a class that don't make a ton of sense together, and now Tasha's has just kind of overwritten that, where it's like, now not only, you know, you do whatever you want, but if you're willing to kind of try and make something work, you're going to be a worse character than... 
And it's the same with like custom background too. Now, now I don't have to like have this feature that is kind of worthless half the time. Now I can just take an extra skill or extra. Well, items. I think, I think part of it is also, it just allows for, I think hey, I, I at least my full fear wasn't the case where it would just be nonstop humans based on the able to change where your points align. Yeah. That that was my initial fear after even just hearing like the rumors of it when it was or before it came out was oh well it's just gonna be humans everywhere and they're just gonna have an immediate plus six to like any one skill and specialize in that and that alone. <laughs> Level one, I have a twenty to my dexterity. Let's go. <laughs> I was already worried about that. I already have so many like variant humans and campaigns that when those rumors were circulating it was like oh no <laughs> I, I will say with tasha's like i went through making like trying to come up with really fun variant humans and i thought like man imagine me being level one fighter with two fighting styles i'm 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 looking at D beyond right now and i only see one variant human and the rest are kobolds kankus the hobgoblins I think the thing I have the most is Changeling. Oh, I banned Changeling. <laughs> I have. Why? I, I did. No, I I had um one of my first complaints when I started uh, doing this professionally. I didn't care because I, you know, as long as it followed the company's policies for character creation, I didn't care. And the two things that I got complaints about all the time were like, it doesn't feel fun to play in a campaign uh, with a Warforged when you're not the Warforged and changelings <laughs> are so overpowered and strawed. And I was like, so I, I eventually instituted like a few months in the first elective decision that I made as a DM was like no Eberron races in non Eberron settings. Cause like, I'm tired of the complaints. <laughs> so <laughs> I tried, uh, you guys messed it up for yourselves. And now, <laughs> So what no you're telling? No <laughs> you're telling me you don't want to like changeling inquisitive rogue with dip and or slash bard. Uh, what is it? College of Whispers able no, to take any that. shape they want with <laughs> complete ability to pass as that person. No, <laughs> I just, think that might be a little bit ridiculous. Just looks at the dragon, does the lip bite, and just turns into a dragonborn. Like it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing too, like the stereotypes for each classes. I always try to like play against them. Like I one time played a satyr bard who had a vow of chastity. I've wonderful. <laughs> and then I played I a rogue who is not a kleptomaniac. So I think it might just be I haven't played with enough people, but I've yet to see like the full stereotypes. Besides Josh playing his barber <laughs> Havel the way he does, but that's just because that's just how Josh is. Yeah, Josh just... I've it, never seen like, any other In, in his time. mind, he's like, oh, if I play a half-orc barbarian, it's full send every time, and that's exactly what he does. I can't be uh, mad at him. I and, can't. And as Joe Cat said in a YouTube channel on a video where if you don't play the character to their very specific stereotypes, Matt Mercer will break into your house and throw foam noodles at you from the corner. <laughs> so i i have chosen to not play the stereotypes and i have yet to have matt mercer break into my house this is an open challenge i've taken my glove off i've thrown it on the ground i'm Stop. waiting i'm waiting Stop. 
stop. It's me and you, Matt Remember. Mercer. Let's go. I'm ready. Watch I don't. That fight. I don't watch Critical Role if, if that helps. <laughs> but I I've watched the shorts on YouTube. That's not even that. I don't even do that. I just know who Matt Mercer oh. is through proxy. Okay. So, um, I think my last question here, and I think this is this is a fun one. If if you were to, as yourself, step into the world of the Forgotten Realms, what do you think your racing class would be? Don't everybody all get up at once? Well, that's a thoughtful question. You got to think. It? You got to consider. I know. I feel like I know. Um... And I feel like anyone that knows me in person that's listening to this is, like, screaming, because they also know, and they're really agitated that I'm going to say it. Be a tiefling wizard. <laughs> I like books, and I'm very vengeful. I would be, like, the classic. I, I would have hellish rebuke. <laughs> so so I actually... It's a racial feature. The only tiefling I've ever played was a sorcerer. And he got taken away because I found out real quick that when you play the dragon sort of dragon soul and you take elemental affinity and when the new uh, rule change where you had element the elemental change for your spells and i could cast two fireballs and make with them whatever element i wanted per turn uh, that character got taken (laughs) away pretty quickly (laughs) chad magical that's what i named him and he was a total chad wait that was in my campaign. I didn't take him away. Well, he got taken away because I realized by real your choice. Qu- yeah, you I wanted to play a new character. Yeah, I realized real quick. Chad Magical <laughs> was OP, and I learned my lesson making OP characters with Finn. I was doing you a favor. I was doing <laughs> you a favor. Well, you've already taken him away because he achieved his demigodhood by completing completing all of his labors. So now he's an NPC, and I can't play yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> this guy is an unarmed god. Like, literally, like, I have a 29 in strength because I asked the God King, like, hey, can I have a no. belt of Storm Giant strength? He's like, sure. It, I just got one. I always knew that character was going to go away real quick. And he he showed up, he kicked ass, he did it, and then poof. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so, I was, because he didn't tell me that was going to happen. I felt it was obvious. Your goal was to become a demigod. I'm not going to let you play a demigod. You could have at least let me finish the fight. No. <laughs> you achieved your goals. Well, You're now, out. Now the Bye. party's screwed because we're fighting an ancient dragon. But if I was going to assign myself a hey, real life racing class, I, I think I would be... I'm, I'm, I'm pittering back and forth between a half-elf or a dwarf because I'm not very tall. I'm only like 5'8", but I feel like I'd be more of a half-elf because I, in real life, I am a bard. I just constantly run my mouth and sing for no reason. But I'd be like a college of swords. Like, I could still back it up. <laughs> I, That's the other thing about wizards is, like, I like books and I'm very squishy. Like, I... <laughs> just spray her with a garden hose. Just, eh. <laughs> That I just like die. I I have to protect the books. I have to make sure the books don't get away. The most <laughs> the most passive aggressive librarian. So long as the books are safe, it's fine. 
And then I just walk in going, uh, oh, oops, I dropped a book. And I accidentally like go to pick it up and I kick it a little. Like, oh, shit, sorry. Let's review. <laughs> Counterspell. And then I just misty step away. That's my favorite thing is just, okay, well, I don't want to be here anymore. Misty step. Misty step is good. Yeah. Enjoyable. Although I do like when I get far step and I can just do it as a bonus action for, for like 10 minutes. But I go 60 feet instead. That's another thing. Like I wit like I hate when I make a spellcaster and I gotta go through the spell list. It's like, oh, these all feel so boring. Like there's like five spells I'll always take, and then after that I'm like, I don't want anything else. Cool. What is it? That's right. So Kat, have you actually or looked into the um let me bring it up, I actually have the document. Uh the Grim Hollow thing or Grim Hollow's like expansion guide? Oh. So it's kind of like I think it's going to function like how uh, 3.5 just had a bunch of the community making stuff. So it's it's not Wizards of the Coast. It's by a, a company called Ghostfire Gaming. And they add in blood magic finally. Hmm. Oh. And uh, so they got a Patreon thing going on and just to make the blood magic, which is at points just insanity. Cause I think, what is it? One of them is steel immort or immortality where if you encounter a God or like a celestial or like a, like it's just straight up demon, you can steal their technical immortality when they, when you quote unquote kill them and your character becomes immortal with like a temporary HP pool set to that or that mobs, max hp oh my god jesus christ but um, okay like hold the, on the hold blood on. magic if if i if you were to do that but then also be yes. a barbarian druid your technical temporary hp pool would be uh it would be that max one that you get by still immortality so you couldn't because... double it when you rage or do wild shape like how the like no. technical hp works stack. Oh. Huh? Well, I mean, like it's like your technical HP because when you rage, you, you take half damage, so like your technical HP is higher. Like your theoretical HP is what I mean. Just imagine combining all those is what I mean. It's it's actually done well where it actually feels like blood magic because to cast a bunch of the spells, you have to use hit dice. Hmm interesting feels like a, i don't know if either of you ever played league of legends yeah, no. a little bit okay so there's a character named vladimir who uses his own blood as a weapon and when you're casting okay. your when you're doing your abilities it takes your hp but then one of your things is taking hp back away from someone else obviously but that's kind of how it, that's basically what you say that's kind of how it sounds and it's actually really cool because that was one of my favorite like character concepts in that game no, I mean, the Grim Hollows player guide seems to be pretty fantastic from what they've released so far. As well as they... Oh, go ahead. That's the kind of thing that I could get in a lot of trouble probably for running at work because people would complain. But I could run it as like a one-shot and that would be amazing. No, it's... It it seems to be like... It, it's well thought out. And that I kind of want to... If, even if we get like a 5.5 like edition 
I think that might be where this would shine. Because they also do just straight up add in the our Geralt from the Witcher series. <laughs> um, Which, unfortunately, is a fighter subclass instead of being a rogue, or not a rogue, uh, a ranger, which it should be, so you could actually play what feels like a ranger. Yeah, a real monster hunter, not the monster hunter yeah. that they give you. No. So, while Cole continues to think of what he would be in the Forgotten Realms, oh. which I think you would be a... Uh, I'd be a hobgoblin artificer. There's there's like not even a question. <laughs> I, I, I literally work with machines and build stuff throughout my day as an actual job. <laughs> Well, Cole, uh, I know you. I know you in real life. You've been to my house. Uh, you have a glorious I have beard. Been. I would make you a dwarf paladin of knowledge. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, I guess. You're welcome. So, have you got Okay, last couple things here because we're running out of time. Um, have you guys ever watched something like on TV and thought, that would be a really fun D&D campaign? And a, uh, no, Monty Pythons doesn't count. I wasn't going to say Monty Python, but yes. That is Many just a D and D game. Like Monty Python's Holy Grail is just somebody wrote out their D and D campaign. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> run a few like um, isolated campaigns that have been based off of TVOs. <laughs> so I actually did one, and uh, I ran it for a couple of my friends, and they really liked it. And uh, it was I took the second episode of Dracula on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. it's really good. The guy they got to play Dracula looks a lot like Bella Lugosi. Oh no, it's good. Except for the last episode. Yeah, the last episode, but I basically made it around the second episode where it's kind of like a murder mystery. And oh, obviously, obviously, yeah, the vampire, like it's obvious who it is, but I made it seem like such a red herring that none of them actually suspected him the entire time. And he damn near won. Like I felt like, do you guys ever watch, uh, a pup named Scooby-Doo back in the day. Absolute yeah. silence. Okay. I, I, I did. Yeah. You did cat. Oh. What? Cat, how old are you? I'm 26. Oh, well you're the same age. How did you not watch a pup named Scooby-Doo? I, I watched like, I, <laughs> I watched the Scooby-Doo project. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. I, I guess my horror phase started really young. I watched the spooky ones. I mean, I did too. <laughs> I love the Zombie Island one, and uh, the Ghoul School was it, awesome. But I, like, I literally just like if you watch a pup named Scooby-Doo, every episode, instead of actually trying to figure out who the bad guy is, Fred just blames a guy named Red Herring. <laughs> so that's how it. It they, they were all literally Fred, the entire one shot. They're like, it's obviously this person. And there's one that's like, no, it's this person. And meanwhile, the vampire guy is literally going around killing NPCs while they're arguing. <laughs> like, just continuously getting stronger. Like, I made it to where he got stronger every NPC that he killed. He killed all but, like, three of them. And there was, like, seven to start with. That sounds like fun. Fun, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Stakes murder mystery. Yeah. And I've always liked that. Like you can kind of build whatever kind of story you want and just use the rules as kind of like, just like a, the blank piece of paper that you write it on. That's kind of, I, that's like my favorite part of Dungeons and Dragons is you can use it as a blank slate and kind of tell whatever story you're trying to tell. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, anyone? Something that I'm ex- just I'm excited uh, about getting to. I've finally worked uh, with our company long enough that I'm. They trust me to start running like homebrew stuff. I don't have any slots open to do it, but <laughs> as I start to like finish out some of the modules and stuff, I get to go back into home brewing, which is where I started DMing and excited to get back to it. To it, I'll send you my vampire one shot because it would be a fun intro to a new world because they're literally on a boat heading to a new world. I hope it goes well for you. Yeah. Thank you. Best of luck. Um, do you stream any of these? Do not. Oh, okay. Used to. Okay. Uh, we we had a streamer that played, and it, it, but it was a hassle because we had to get you know like written permission stuff from all of the players and um. Oh, we're supposed to do the that. Streamer. <laughs> Cole, I don't yeah. have your written permission, man. You can't. You uh, can't DM. I need it. I need it in right. I need it in writing. You know, listen. What, I need a paycheck first. I need a guaranteed paycheck. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I'll get you on probable pay, and I'll send you a contract. Right. I'll send it to you. Uh, on discord and you print it out you can just sign it wherever and just fax it to me i don't have a fax machine so i'll have to get you a number for that one um, i don't have a fax machine either so that's going to be really difficult can i just take it to your house no no no. I'll tell you what you go and you f- you go somewhere you find a fax machine you fax it to that fax machine then i'll come in later and pick it up from that same fax machine i feel like this is a really convoluted like spy movie we're in a pandemic here but can i like paper airplane it to you can you do that from six feet away i I can probably do it from the dry or from the street yeah so i mean if it gets wet it's void and it's been raining a lot it has but i can still probably make it (laughs) six paper airplane contract that that you know i gotta get how am i gonna get one from other cody he lives in colorado how am I supposed to run a D&D? How are we supposed to run a D&D podcast if I can't get written consent from anybody? I don't. You, that's a really good question. Back to square one, I guess. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry I ruined your guys' uh, podcast before. Damn it. Get out of okay. here. Get out of here. Uh, so I, I don't stream any of my games anymore because it was a hassle. But uh, the company, we have a streaming show that we do, uh, Legacy of Hellriders. Uh, through Dark Galaxies Gaming. And uh, we're, any day now, we're going to start uh, getting a time slot together to do a promotional, we're actually going to do Pathfinder uh, Slithering. Oh, I'm actually going to be in that one. I'm, I'm not in Hellriders. They're probably like, why are you plugging us right now? <laughs> hey, free, free <laughs> publicity, baby. Free publicity. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I tell everyone who's my guest. Like, look, free publicity. Because I can't give you money. I don't make any. <laughs> if you do this, you're really only helping me. But that's one thing we didn't get to bring up. I'd like to bring up in like another episode is like other like fun tabletops. Like I've wanted so bad for the last year to play Starfinder. And nobody I... plays it. Nobody. I, I, I can't find any games. I I have a starter kit that I got from my brother for Christmas for the Call of Cthulhu, uh, like actual RPG, that's just kind of sat in its wrapping like cellophane wrapping paper for three years now, 
and I just keep staring at it like, I'll, I'll read that at some point. I just feel like if I'm playing another one, the whole time I'm going to be like, man, why aren't I just playing D&D? Some of them are really good. Um, say as someone that regularly complains about the, the only other one I play right now is Pathfinder, and I don't like it, but... <laughs> Um, What's wrong with Pathfinder? I, I, right. I really like. I don't like Second Edition Pathfinder. Um, they got me playing it so that we could do this live stream that's coming up, and I don't understand how it's better than D and D because it it really locks your action system in action economy, gives you a lot fewer choices than it seems like you should have. I feel like I liked Fate. Fate was really good. Time with. So I think this is a good place to stop here. Uh, I think we may have to pick up a, a second D and D episode, just because there's just there's just way too much so in much. terms of content for D and D. Cat, where can people find you if they want to interact with you? If you want to interact with me, I'm all over the internet. I'm on Twitter at cat underscore velour v o l e u r. Um, I co-host the Slasher Radio podcast. Um, I actually, I also have a website, uh, catvalor.com. Like the easiest place to find me. <laughs> I can, I, I will have her link in the description for everybody. And I do recommend go checking out Slasher Radio and go back and check out my episode I did with Mikey from Slasher Radio. Cole, everybody can just find you here. <laughs> Cole doesn't social media. I, I don't. His, his, I, I, I did once to try and get to my friend's graduation party, but I tried a day late, and that ended no. in the predictable way that you would expect it to, where they never responded. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, I always respond to you. Uh, you do. Thank you. I think I'm like the only person who actually actively phone calls you. Besides my parents, yeah. I have a bad habit of just calling people. It's always while I'm driving. It is. I know the sound of your blinker and car engine now. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Uh, so you can find us on twitter.com forward slash geeked out pod. Uh, we try to upload weekly. But uh, other than that, guys, thanks for joining me. This was fun. Thanks for having fun. me. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we will see you all next time.